This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, June 1st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Water intersects federal climate policy. Utilities, an obstacle to electrification. And Buttigieg says direction needed on infrastructure. Water tops the list for federal legislative fixes. Representative Jim Costa of the San Joaquin Valley heard from several farm groups last week on the ideas for climate smart practices to frame up potential legislation in Congress. Top of mind was funding water infrastructure, particularly conveyance in the valley. This would alleviate future drought strains as well as supplement plans under the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. SGMA is going to cause an economic hardship for many farmers with the banks, said Manuel Kuna, president of Nice Farmers League. He explained that banks would not fund a farmer for the full land if only half of it is in production, since some farmers have no way to recharge the groundwater, leaving them with less to pump later. Drought will lead to losses as well. Costa pointed to the 45% unemployment the Valley experienced during the last drought, which was devastating to schools and businesses. Once we lose farmers, we lose rural communities, said Kuna. We don't lose San Diego, Los Angeles, but we lose Mendota, we lose Avondale. Those workers will leave because there's no jobs. Costa hopes to assemble by the end of June a legislative proposal aimed at climate policy for specialty crops. On that note, the state Senate on Friday passed SB 559 on funding conveyance repairs, sending it to the Assembly for debate. Electricity rates a rising hurdle for equipment upgrades. Kuna has hit a roadblock in his long-running effort to address air quality issues in the valley alongside the Western Agricultural Processors Association. He told Costa, utility companies have held us hostage. Time-of-use rates recently introduced by cheap PG&E and other companies have led to uncertainty over actual rate charges and to cheaper power being available only at inconvenient times, he said. Standby charges have gone off the chart because PG&E and those folks have to pay for the lawsuits over what they've done with fires, said Kuna. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Registration is now open for the 2021 AgriPulse Food and Agriculture Policy Summit West. AgriPulse editor Sarah Wyatt says... California's ag future is at stake. Between the water shortages and the regulatory burdens and the labor shortages and trying to come back after COVID, how California is going to continue to be competitive. The summit features views from a diverse group of government, environmental, regulatory, and agriculture leaders. The take-homes will be about how California agriculture is resilient through all these tough times that they're finding new and innovative ways to succeed and to come together and be part of that solution. Make plans to attend the AgriPulse Food and Agriculture Policy Summit West, Monday, July 12th at the Grand Sheraton, Sacramento. Virtual registration is also available at www.agripulse.com. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. Carbon sequestration bill sails through Senate. The state Senate on Friday passed a proposal to set goals for carbon sequestration 
on natural and working lands. With recent amendments, agriculture is no longer opposing the measure. The state's natural and working lands climate smart strategy, currently in development, will guide the process and the goals must be vetted for cost effectiveness and technological feasibility. That according to the amendments. The plan must also suggest funding mechanisms for implementing the strategy. The Senate's only farmer is now supporting the measure. Republican Senator Brian Dolly of Lassen County explained the climate smart practices he deploys. As he spoke, a tractor was tilling Australian field peas back into a field to restore nutrients to the soil. Dolly also applies biocar from wood waste, which stores carbon. The bill is a good tool to educate how California farmers are leading the way in doing a good job of protecting our soils, said Dolly. Judge, critical week for infrastructure talks. Congress is out this week, but the Biden administration officials say they'll continue to work with Senate Republicans toward an infrastructure deal. To recap, Republicans came back with a counter offer last week of close to a trillion dollars, which is still far under Biden's last proposal, 1.7 trillion. Over the weekend, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg told CNN, it's very much going to be a work week for us and for the conversations that are ongoing with Congress. By the time that they return, we need a clear direction. The top GOP negotiator, West Virginia Senator Shelley Moore Capito, insists there is a hunger for bipartisanship. Capito quotes Biden as telling her, quote, let's get this done. And I think that means that his heart is in it, she told Fox News on Sunday. Biden budget spares farm programs. One of the most notable things about President Joe Biden's first budget is what's not in it. Cuts to farm programs or crop insurance. Biden's budget also fully funds USDA's network of county offices. The budget details his plans to ramp up spending at the Agriculture Department for climate research and agricultural adaptation. But Senate Agriculture Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow reiterated that the money being proposed for climate smart agriculture is less than what she thinks is needed. She said she will, quote, continue to push for additional investments that build on the president's commitment to climate smart agriculture. She wants to add $50 billion in conservation spending to a climate and infrastructure bill. And by the way, USDA's budget includes a defense of Biden's proposal to tax capital gains at death and to eliminate the stepped-up basis on inherited assets. USDA repeats an earlier assertion that only 2% of farms would face capital gains tax for as long as they stay in operation. Those 2% would owe tax on non-farm assets. USDA says the Biden-Harris administration is committed to American agriculture, family farms, ranches, and the rural way of life, the budget says. Senate passes legislation to keep CFTC whistleblower office operating. The Senate has passed a bill to keep the whistleblower office at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission operating. The Customer Protection Fund, which is used to pay whistleblowers and help run the office, was nearing depletion due to the success of the program and award payments to a growing number of highly qualified whistleblowers, the National Whistleblower Center said. 
Ag Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow of Michigan worked with Ranking Member John Bozeman of Arkansas and Iowa Republican Chuck Grassley on the legislation. Here's today's He Said It. We did have the money. We marched forth, but Sacramento screwed us on that. That Manuel Cuda, president of Dice Farmers League, on the failed attempt to fund the Temperance Flat Reservoir. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, June 1st. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Dowling.